Welcome to the Mad Writers Union. Speculative destruction, one episode at a time. I'm Jay. I'm Tim. And I'm Nina. And today we're going to be talking about our goals that we were supposed to make in the time between recording the first podcast and this one. So how'd we do, guys? Well, I'm good. Of course you are. I'm sort of good. (laughs) Of course you are. (laughs) And Jay is lost at sea. Yes. That's generally my standard state of being, but in this particular (laughs) uh, situation, yes. So we have the three levels of preparedness. Very, sort of, and not really. I feel like that's going to be a running theme. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, it'll all shake out in the end, but at the moment I'm feeling very... Whoops. Well, so um, I should go first. I, I think that would yes. be good. I think that your your methodology is probably a little more sound than either of us. And so hearing what you have to say may crystallize things for us and help us to crystallize things with our audience. So, yes, in the event that this is the first episode of this that you're picking up, you probably want to go back to the previous episode in which we discuss various methodologies for making goals as a writer and take a listen to that. Alrighty. So, yes, Nina... So right now I have one novel out on query, which I sent last spring. And there's actually one full out for it as well, which is woo party time. So do you want to explain what that is to somebody who may not necessarily know what, I, what, what you're talking about? Okay, so the way querying happens, some publishing companies that accept unagented submissions, but they're kind of rare. So what happens is you first query an agent with, hi, this is my book, and entice them into uh, entice them into wanting to read it, basically, and, and then to represent it to publishers. Yeah. Some agents ask for brain well, so, so there's Partials. queries, synopsises, and yeah, they... sample chapters, and then full samples, yes. which is what you are talking about. Which means that you've sent your entire book to somebody in the hopes that they will represent it for you. Yes. Some agents will ask for the samples when you send the query. And then sometimes, if you're very lucky, I think, then the uh, some agents will get back to you and say, Hi, I want to see this book. Yep. And... Uh, yeah, so anyway, that's... so you have that. <laughs> yeah, so that's where I'm at. I have an urban fantasy book that is with an agent. Yeah, there there were some nibbles on that, but so far that's the only one who's still looking at it. And uh, I figure that the next thing I do is write something else because unless you're Naomi Novik, you're probably not going to sell several books at a time. Or shall I say several completed books at a time. So what I'm doing is I'm writing a space opera, which the first draft of which went kind of down the drain. It was not a very good one. So what I'm trying to do is to finish that by the end of March, which is when Jay is going to start reading it. So I I kind of have to have it done by then. And I'm starting a class at the Brainery on around the end of January, which is the hypoxic version of science fiction fairy tales, which is awesome. So 
I probably won't be doing a lot of other writing until June, July, probably. At which point I will probably either edit the space opera novel or start writing a new urban fantasy novel about a single mother who who's who's working for a fairy godmother temp service. Cool. I like the pitch already. I do as well. I do too. I really like it. Which is why I hope to get started on it during this year. Whether I start in July or for NaNoWriMo, I don't know. Depending on, on where I'm at with the space opera, because I really need to get that done <laughs> this year. Next year. This we're we're recording in two thousand fifteen. Next year for the next so, four days. Yes. Right. Yes. We are coming to you from the future, from the past. From the past, actually. we are time traveling. Say from the future, but then now it's wrong. Yes. It's okay. So. <laughs> it's okay, Jim. We know you haven't had enough coffee because there is no such thing as enough. Can I can I just quickly go through the smart elements? Yes. Okay. So I have a goal that is specific. I want to finish two books and the fairy tale course. It's measurable because I want to do the first book during the first three months, the fairy tale course by the end of June, I think, and the second book by the end of the year. It's actionable. I know exactly what I have to do. I need to finish my outlines and so on. I think it's realistic based on how much I can write when I have a plan. It's just the plan that's... You know, mm-hmm. always oh, the tough part. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's time bound, in the sense that it's time bound. <laughs> right. It, it so, yeah. fits your Excellent. criteria. So yes. So Tim, what are you going to do in 2016? Okay, at this point in my career, I, I am more of a short story writer. I kind of enjoy the form a lot more, which is weird because I I feel like I read more novels than I read short stories. But in terms of writing, I enjoy writing short stories more than trying to do a huge novel. So uh, I've got four stories currently in different forms of uh, readiness. I have one story which is nearly ready, uh, I feel, to be sent out. I have another one that is close. It just needs another pass through my beta readers. I have one in its nascent stage very early stages. And then I've got an older piece, which I had considered finished, but I'm, I'm probably going to rewrite completely. Um, my goals over the year are going to basically fall into this. I feel like I can write a short story every month. Okay. And, and uh, by short story, I'm talking something between anywhere from 2,500 to 6,000 words. Um, that, that seems to be the sweet spot for publishing. Uh, anything more than that gets a little bit tough. Uh, anything less than that, I actually struggle with flash fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Who um, does it? We might have to make that an episode where I can actually be in charge. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, teach me the ways of flash fiction. <laughs> oh, Padawan. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the dark side, you will. Yes. <laughs> I would love to do some flash fiction. So you're not fact, going for the Isaac Asimov. Was it Isaac Asimov or Ray Bradbury? Bradbury. Finish 
fi- finish one short story a week. Yeah, that's Bradbury. Right. Write one, submit one. Yeah. So you don't want to go that route. Just the realities of the markets and what have you. Nobody can really make a living doing short fiction anymore. I feel like if I were a full-time writer and all I did was short stories, then yeah, I might be able to, to reach that because I'm a fast writer. I usually write, when I'm in a zone, I can usually write a little over a thousand words an hour. Mm-hmm. So it's not beyond possibility that I'd be able to do something like that. I just feel like the return on short stories versus the amount of time that you'd have to put in it, I, I wouldn't be able to support my family doing that, that's for sure. Yeah. So my goal is that I'm going to crank out a short story a month because I like the form. Yeah. Because I also realize that there are other goals that I need to reach for and I want to do novels is that I am going to start and have a first draft of a novel. This is kind of a stretch goal, hopefully by the time 4th Street Fantasy convention rolls around it's mid-june june yeah you're being ambitious that's ambitious do you have an outline done um no i don't have an outline <laughs> so uh, this is going are you a pantser too i'm not a pantser actually i can't oh uh, well that's I... going to be interesting yeah so so let's just look at this yeah so my goals are often ambitious and unrealistic <laughs> hey yeah yeah, we can so we can we can realign them using smart. Yes, yes. So that you get a good idea of what you need to do. So, do you have a genre in mind? It's probably going to be kind of straddle line between space opera and, and maybe cyberpunk. But I I'm I'm shooting for a ninety to a hundred thousand words. Yeah. So let's go with a hundred because a hundred. Mm. So that's a hundred hours oh. of writing. Holy. Sh- that's um yeah i just did the math in my head and that's ugly <laughs> yeah so that's a hundred that's a hundred hours of writing on top of that you want to write six six thousand short stories during that time yeah. that's 36 more hours of writing yeah that's unrealistic completely yes wow Plus, you don't have a, a plan for, you don't have an outline, which mm-hmm. can take a while, especially if you're doing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. At least for me, it did, because I'm not good at plotting, so plotting takes mountains of time for me. Right. So, yeah, just roughly breaking this down, saying that I've got, like, say, six months to write this, just... In the book itself, if I were going to do this in six months, I would have to do approximately... 16,000 words a month. Yes. Not outside the realm, but, and then add on another 6,000 on top of that. So that's 22,000 words a month. Yes. And that's it's half a nano. Yeah, it's a half a nano. And that's going to break down to roughly about 800 words a day. But doing that six months in a row. Yeah. Six months in a row without a day off. It's not undoable, but yeah. you also have to factor in that, that it will probably take you at least January to do the outline to do the plotting yes yeah, i agree so let's get to the r portion of that so i would actually suggest that you make the goal to finish one short story a month for every month of the year and the first draft of the novel because that will leave you for the year yeah in the year yeah because that yeah. will leave you a buffer 
and it will leave you a buffer. And if you get it done faster, then you're, you can start editing it. One thing I wanted to throw in there. If you do it on this schedule, you'll be right at the mushy middle part that everybody hates right when you're at 4th yes. Street. So you can get a whole bunch of emotional support. What, a, and what an amazing like, idea. Wonderful. Like, yes, that's what I'm saying. That's like the perfect point to Plus, be doing that. Plus, you will also most likely be able to get some pointers on how to get the mushy middle. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you can get over the hump. That'll be really, really good. Yes. So that's my that's my suggestion. Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. Good time to have that moral support. Okay. And okay, I just want to say this just as so people listening can kind of get this right here. This was not my only plan. I'm so glad that I took this out. <laughs> had more <laughs> of course not that i was like oh there's this other thing that i wanted to do and yeah there's no way yeah so jay so jay yeah uh hi guys hi jay <laughs> i don't want to say i didn't think about this at all because we had a week delay in recording the first half and the second half and we originally hadn't plan to do it that way it's not that i didn't think about it during that period of time i just had a lot of other things going on yep which is really the biggest problem that i have with making goals is that i get busy and then whoops i forgot that you know this thing this thing and this thing happened but on the other hand you're very dependable once you make a plan that is true so i i think the thing is that you just need to make a plan i do and to make a plan you need to know what you want so, yes. here's the thing. Neil Gaiman talks about the career thing yeah. as this distant mountain and things being steps toward that distant mountain. So, what is the mountain? Oh, boy. I think that, <laughs> that honestly is part of my problem is that I don't have one fixated goal. I'm a creative, I would call it a production artist in that I make a lot of things. So, mm-hmm. I fabricate objects you know, in terms of like sculptor or knitting uh, or writing. I make stuff. <laughs> and so sometimes figuring out what the priority is, is a huge problem for me. So so you want to do this full time, right? I want to do some kind of creative thing full time. But honestly, I don't know that I would be a full time writer only. No, no, no. I mean, you you want to be an artist full time because like, for example, I am an artist. full time. <laughs> so, so part of it is trying to isolate which thing is the biggest priority. I think right now, in order to clear the decks for myself, the first priority is probably the novel. Okay. Well, you, which you, was... you need to have that done by the end of June, right? Yeah, I have I have a deadline of July. July, that. right. Yes, because I'm going last in Nina and I little little project. But yeah, so... The current goal is to get to a chapter a week starting in January, so we'll be checking in on that on the 4th and every subsequent Monday. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the goal for that. Thanks to our lovely friend Kelly, who is... K.M. Spara. Also very goal... Yes, K.M. Spara is wonderful. He is supremely talented and motivated, and I'm using his talent and motivation (laughs) to motivate myself. We are both leeching off Kelly, Um, so yeah. (laughs) We are absolutely doing that. Um, And so... I am the only one not leeching off Kelly. Well, if you would like to join our Monday project, you most certainly may. But yes, uh, so we're doing a chapter a week. 
so that I don't have word count pressure because as soon as I have word count pressure, I count, I start producing garbage words. Mm-hmm. I, I am a flash fiction writer, I would say, in terms of short fiction most of the time. And so moving from that into regular short stories and then moving from that into, say, novel chapters has generally had the effect of iterating a lot of fluff and horrible just garbage junk. So I, I have learned my lesson that I, while I am completely competent at completing nano, I don't need it for motivation anymore. Mm-hmm. So yes, so we're doing chapter a week. If that chapter is 500 words, so mode it be. If that chapter is 3,000 words, so mode it be. But I feel like that will be a better way to get me to where I need to be. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I do think I need to have more writing goals than I actually have. Let, let me just try to maybe suggest something kind of out of out sure. of the field here. You've got one chapter mm-hmm. a week goal already yes. set, so and that's good. And if I'm hearing what you're saying correctly, is that you're basically you feel more pressure that you should be getting more writing done. Is that sort of? Is that a fair... I don't know that it would be pressure. If, what I feel is yeah. is a lack of pressure to get writing done because this time last year I was I had just heard about Viable Paradise and I was like, what? I need to get into that. Right. That put some pressure on my writing in both good and, and bad ways, and I don't really have that this year because I'm not really in a position to do any more application-based workshops for a while. Mm-hmm. But, and I also don't think I'm mentally ready to go to any anybody else at this point. I need a little more distance. So maybe the goal outside of this might be more useful for you if it's not necessarily directly writing. Yes. Because if you've got a lot of things going on in your life right now, I do. it's maybe better to focus on things where you feel that pressure, where you're just keeping uh, more uh, tension on you when it's not really, that's not going to be helpful. Uh, yeah, I, no, I get that. What, Nina, what do yeah, you think? Yeah, I agree. I'm nodding here, but yeah. of course the podcast listeners won't see it. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and part of it is, too, that for me, the process of writing the novel is not just the process of writing a novel, because as I discovered while we were at Viable Paradise, I'm a visual writer, which I would have never told you in a million years because I would never have believed it until Sherwood ex- Smith explained it. When Sherwood Smith explained it, it was just like, oh, shit, that is what I am, because... And that's fine. <laughs> oh, no, it's wonderful. It's wonderful and being able to identify my problems. <laughs> your strengths. Well, yeah. But or your strengths. It's, for now, it's a craft problem because I haven't figured out all the workarounds. Right. And, and now that I have learned all of those things, I just have to implement them, which is going to be still another step. But so part of that visual writer process for me is that as a visual artist also... There's a lot of iteration that goes on in illustration or sculpture or just making things so that I can visualize them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a day of writing gets chewed up because I decide, you know, I really want to sculpt this thing instead and see what it is so that I can adequately describe it on paper. I try not to let that get in the way of things, but it, it does get in the way sometimes. Yeah. But I don't know that I want to turn that off either yeah. because it is it is important and it does help me clarify and crystallize things. So it's just tough. Is there a way of combining the stuff that you need to do for figuring out the novel writing with stuff that you might actually get paid for? 
in terms of illustration and things like that, there's certainly ways that I can turn an illustration portfolio into money either directly through doing things like print sales mm -hmm. or indirectly through leveraging them into paid gigs somewhere else yeah. doing someone else's illustration. And certainly I'm open to that. I've done a lot of freelance work in the past. That's also toward the mountain. Because I, yeah. as I understand it, you, you, your mountain includes you being able to draw and... Oh yeah, I mean, it's it's part of myself. It's not something that's negotiable. Yeah. So instead of trying to turn it off, try turning it on more. And, and n not pressure yourself with writing specific goals, but more towards the mm -hmm. art goals. Yeah, I mean, those are hard, too, because they're, if, if writing is hard to quantify, <laughs> art goals are even harder, yeah, because all of it is you so can, subjective. Can, <laughs> art is subjective, but, um, say, getting paid for art is not. True. So, if you, if but you make it... it's also a much muddier road than submissions through... Uh, yeah, a, a but magazine or or, or querying I get, agent. I, I, I get it, <laughs> but you know it's 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 but what you, you have want a to portfolio. do. Um, right? I have a portfolio. It's not very it's not very robust right now. Yeah, but you could add to it with the stuff that you need to figure out for for the novel that you're writing. Yes. Oh yeah, no, there's definitely going to be, we'll call it sections <laughs> and some of the stuff that I've done for the book. Stuff that's actually worth looking at because some of the stuff is really just for me or for my reference. The book is really consuming my my emotional energy, so that's, I've thought about switching to other projects, but it's it comes back and immediately starts getting in the way as soon as I start working on anything with any other more than short story depth so but you you've been working for on, on this book yeah. for a while now haven't you yes so for longer than i'm willing to admit on the podcast <laughs> so i think a really important goal for for 2016 is actually getting it out of your head yep nope and that's why i want it off by july yeah getting it done not just the first draft yeah. but the uh well, editing this is technically well. going to be like the fourth Revisions. draft, but yes. <laughs> yeah. A draft with the end on it that I'm willing to let other people read, yes. Yes. Because so far that hasn't happened Yeah, yet. but also getting the revision done by the end of the year. Yeah, I will need to table it for a month or so, but then... Well, yeah, but that's the time. I figure the that... amount of time that it'll take you guys to read it. Yes. So you'll start revisions around August. Mm, let's see, if I finish it the first week of July figure by yeah. the end of August depending on how much time it takes you guys to read it and then tell me <laughs> how much of it sucks so by the end of August which or, or yeah. coincidentally tell you how much of it is brilliant I refuse to acknowledge that at the moment because no 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 thank no you I appreciate you saying that <laughs> he hasn't read any of it yet it doesn't count I appreciate you saying that <laughs> Because that's because, how it is. Because it, you read it. <laughs> but anyway. Want to get that done. I, based on the outline that I have, the work that I have done, and the work that I am intending to do in the time that I'm intending to do it, I am seeing the first draft of this done yeah. in July. So, so the, the 2016 
goal for you, complete goal, will be to get that book out of your head mm -hmm. and into someone else's query pile. Yes. Okay. Yes. Nice. Cool. Okay. So, so the crux of this episode in particular, everybody's mm -hmm. got a fairly measurable mm -hmm. goal. Yes. Fits within the SMART framework. Yes. Cool. So how, how do we okay. want to be accountable for our goals? Are we going to actually make this a side feature? Maybe like a mm. once a month, even if it's just a blog post that's not actually part of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we could sure. do that. Mission accomplished then. I'm thumbs up everybody. <laughs> uh, uh, am I missing something? Yep. We're good. Tim, have you read any good books lately? Well, I yes, I um, and I don't want to necessarily call it a book. Uh oh, because it's not a book. It it, it isn't a book. It, I mean, it's kind of it was. Well, okay, so some it? of you, as some of you know, <laughs> <laughs> I had it on here and it's just magically not here right now. So I, I, initially, I, I thought that this, this was a book. It it was a part of the book package that is put out just before NaNoWriMo. Mm -hmm. That's supposed to help you to do this. And the story bundle. Yeah, okay, so it was a story bundle. I bought it because there's a horse book in there, and I figure yes. every good writer should probably have a book. Horses, horses. and guns. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. You never want to get either of those wrong, ever. Which is why I'd use knives. <laughs> yep, there you go. <laughs> but one of the books in this particular package was Pursuit of Perfection by uh, Christine Catherine Rush. Oh, and, that's good. Yeah. It's, it's part of the Freelancer's Survival Guide. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's the full title is The Pursuit of Perfection and How It Harms Writers. And, I mean, it's in an ebook. It's only 42 pages long. It, it's basically an extension of a couple of blog posts that she had. She basically talks about the business of being a writer. Yeah, the whole, and... whole freelancer survival guide book mm -hmm. is, is amazing. Yeah, this particular one talks about, and I think this is kind of relevant to what we talk about here, is that too many times that we're taught, especially in American colleges and, and what have you, we're taught to be readers and critics versus being a writer. There's not really a writer path in here. It teaches you how to critique a story. It doesn't teach you what it takes to be like a writer, to, to get work out, to, to do the writing and do the work in a way that you can make a career out of this mm -hmm. and, and there's some really it's very quick read i read it last night in fact it was just very quick it's got some great advice about just getting your stuff out the door because no matter how good your story is if you hand it over to somebody and you say can you please critique this they will find something wrong with it mm -hmm. yep because if you look at it in that in in the ways that we look at stories now it makes sense you know, he, there's there's um, things that that are done in every story that that we could trim out or cut or change or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that it's that doesn't mean that the story is less sellable. And so this was a this really good book, Christine Catherine Rush, The Pursuit of Perfection. Very quick read. I really enjoy enjoyable. Great advice. Very nice. Jay, Ooh. what are you reading? Yeah. So. I skipped around a little bit trying to figure which 
which thing I wanted to talk about. And um, I decided on Child of a Hidden Sea by I.M. Delamonica, um, which I've just started. So I don't know, caveat there, I guess. But it pings off of a lot of things that I happen to really, really like. The main character, Sophie, is uh, really wonderful. I hate that I'm always like, everything is everything's wonderful. But that particular... Um, that particular book, I feel like I'm going to enjoy the rest of it, so I'm I'm giving my un, unabashed, wonderful pre-praise. But basically, it's the world is called Stormrack, and, it, and it's really cool. I I think she's doing something mm-hmm. wonderful with this book, and that's my short uh, review. <laughs> Coolness, <laughs> Nina, you're up. So I'm going to go ahead and recommend Jenny Lawson's Furiously Happy. Yay! It is hilarious it is it is laugh out loud fall out of your chair funny love the bloggers yes she's wonderful she's very funny and i really liked her first book but i like this one even better so it's yes read it i I can hear you trying not to tell all the wonderful things that she does in this book i can hear it in your voice that you want to talk about it yay yes (laughs) it's just hilarious awesome our intro music is Cephalopod, and our interlude music is Exotics, both by Kevin McLeod at IncomTech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. This episode was brought to you by the letter Y, as in, why don't you let us know how we're doing? We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at our website, MadWritersUnion.com. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the mad writers union you can tweet to us on our twitter handle at mad writers union and last but not least you can email us at mad writers union at gmail.com this has been the mad writers union now let's get to work <laughs>